This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode 729, recorded on, what is this? This is Wednesday, because it's RFC night. It's the 2nd of June, 2021. I'm XV. I'm, I'm not Brian Kilby, because once again, I've stepped in to guest host, because Brian Kilby is on assignment in Micronesia or something. Someplace small. He, he tweeted some pictures of it. it. It looks very small where he is. I also understand there was some, like, you know, vomit-inducing carnival rides or something that he uh, opted out of, because he's the smart one in the family. Uh, joining me tonight, we have, of course, the one, the only, the headmaster, Don Ferguson. Hello! Uh, Matt, a.k.a. Melvar. Hey, how's it going? Or unknown, if you're looking at the caption under his video on the stream. Uh, we have John DeLuna, who may or may not be back in the studio by this point. He was uh, joining us uh, on the road or on the dog trail during pre-show, walking his dogs. Yes, I was on the road. Now I'm in the house, and shortly I will be on the prop mic. You know, somehow nice. I thought you were going to finish that sentence with on the toilet. Yeah, I was going to say on the loo. You know, you'll never know. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, though, John would make a really good replacement for Charles Kuralt, because he has that really, like, on the road with John DeLuna. Okay. That that's it. Yep. Yep. You got me, Don. <laughs> my, my plans have been revealed. I mean, our our longest time viewers or listeners may know this. John actually started out um like on a broadcasting path for his career and of course he switched into like, you know, better, more fruitful things as he uh, you know, got deeper in and found out how horrible it was, but like He's totally got one of those, like, TV or radio personality names. Ah, ah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Also, we have this week, Diecast. I'm here after an episode of uh, History on the Fives, which... We're really hoping actually got recorded. Yeah, which may or may not have gotten recorded, absolutely. Uh, But if it did get recorded, you guys should listen to it. And, of course, we have Rob Clay. Hello. Uh, yeah, so um, that's actually a good segue, Diecast. Um, it's the beginning of the month, which is the perfect time to become a patron. And, of course, the History on the Fives podcast is exclusive to our patrons. Patrons get access to a lot of exclusive Patreon content. Um, Patreon podcast content. I'm leaving out important words because that's what I do. Uh, so... In addition to History on the Fives, uh, we also had recently a Toy Detective episode from Rob about Commander Class Rodimus Prime. Uh, So there's, you know, different things come up as we have topics to discuss, um, and all that's available to our patrons. Um, As for History on the Fives, that's a recurring podcast, uh, usually hosted by Brian and several members of our uh, patron community. Um, basically, if you liked our This Week in History segment from the show over the last several years, it's just like that, but even more, with more people and more chaos, from what I understand. I've never been on it myself, but I understand it's uh, it's quite a time. 
Um, and if you do become a patron at the Touch tier, you actually would have an opportunity to participate in a recording of History on the Five. So that's definitely something to check out if you've ever wanted to be on a podcast with Kilby or sometimes Diecast and just kind of leave your mark on the TF Radio Network Empire. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash TF Radio to learn more and sign up. I also want to point out uh, Amazon Prime Day for this year was just announced this morning as we record, uh, and it's going to happen on June 21st and 22nd. So uh, Amazon Prime Day is actually two days, but we're not going to we're not going to nitpick that too much. So, of course, while you hunt for deals and special offers, um, we want to remind you that using our affiliate link is one of the easiest ways you can help to support the show. Uh, you go to tfradio.net slash Amazon now or during Prime Day. It works all the time. Um, you'll get sent to Amazon's homepage, but now anything you buy will send some referral money back to us to help keep the show running. It won't cost you anything extra. It actually takes money out of Amazon's pocket, and who can complain about that? They have plenty. They have plenty. Help us out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, you know, you'll get the 87-inch TV you've been keeping an eye on all year long, and we'll get a shiny new quarter from Amazon because you used our affiliate <laughs> links. Uh, John DeLuna, if you're still with us, uh, do we have any new developments in our uh, merchandise store? Uh, not this week, but I'll keep you guys posted. I am working on some stuff, and um, I will post on Twitter when we have some sales. We've got some sale dates in June, of course. Excellent. Awesome. So if you want to uh, get an RFC t-shirt or other forms of merchandise adorned with designs by our own John DeLuna, uh, go to tfradio.net slash shirt. All right, so let's uh, jump right into the news this week. So uh, Transformers Tuesday just happened, and we had the reveal, the first reveal. Now, this we'd known this was coming because Amazon Australia posted some stuff early, but uh, no pictures had leaked or anything, so this is remarkable. Um, it's another Battle Cross Time 2-pack. This one is Sideswipe and Skywarp. Skywarp, you say? Huh? <laughs> yeah, so this is the Maximal Skywarp from Beast Wars 2nd, which was Takara's version of Silverbolt from the Magnaboss Combiner. So it's 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 confusing if you don't know a lot about, like, you know, the, the secondary Beast Wars fiction from Japan, but um, it, it's kind of a cool inclusion to have that recognized during, you know, what's ostensibly the 25th anniversary celebration of all of Beast Wars, even though Beast Wars 2nd was, like, a year late. Another sideswipe? Well, this is the Earth Mode sideswipe. Oh. So it's it's been retooled, similar to how Mirage was. Uh, and also similar to how Mirage was, they've removed uh, several like openings on there that were used for aftermarket parts, such as spoilers. So uh, anybody who has spoilers for their Siege sideswipe fleet is going to have to wait for somebody to develop new engineered ones for this remold. So spoilers, no spoilers? Correct. Damn. I hate that, but correct. <laughs> um, yeah, so in G1, the Sideswipe and Sunstreaker toys were both based on the same model of Lamborghini, and so they've retooled the Earth mode for Sideswipe to be very similar to Earthrise Sunstreaker. Uh, there's differences in them in shape, of course, because they had to work with the existing engineering, but they've, you know gotten as much of the details as they could to be similar between them and I think that's a really nice touch it's just kind of a shame that neither of them have spoilers like they're supposed to mm, yeah <sighs> it's a shame that we've already bought that siege mold so many times too 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What's also a shame is the um, the price on this. So this is an Amazon exclusive, like the Mirage and Beast Wars Grimlock set. Um, now that Mirage and Grimlock set is uh, $53 on Amazon. It's still available for pre-order as we're recording this week because for the first like month or two when these are up, they can pretty much just keep them up indefinitely because uh, it'll just get added on to whatever quantity is ordered from the factory. It's not until later on that they sell out and then you're out of luck if you waited too long. Um, but that's a that's a Voyager and a Deluxe, that Mirage and Grimlock set. So $53 for that seems to be about right. Um, the Sideswipe and Skywarp 2-pack is also $53 now. And it's two Deluxes. It, 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 it's hurting my head because the press release says the MSRP is forty four ninety nine, yeah, and then it does, had it, it for forty seven ninety nine. Uh-huh. Yeah, and when it first went up on Amazon, while uh, Pulse still had their listing up, it was forty four ninety nine. Now Pulse sold out of their little bit of allocation of this, and then suddenly, mysteriously, the price on Amazon went up by like nine dollars. No, it, uh, it, when I personally ordered, it was fifty two ninety nine on Amazon. And then I went over to Pulse and saw it was cheaper, and I purchased it from, or I oh, pre-ordered so they, it they, from. They raised the price while it was still on Pulse. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So my assumption up until now had been that they uh, had it at the SRP to undercut Pulse, and then as soon as they didn't have to worry about that anymore, they just jacked it up to wherever they wanted it. Yeah, I wish that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on it within the first few minutes, so I do have a pre-order locked in at the forty-four ninety-nine. The problem is, I don't even know if I want this. <sighs> you know what? Yeah. I'm afraid they're going to do another, you know, another couple of those molds, and I'll be without a sideswipe, an Earth mode sideswipe. So I'm like, I, I kind of have to get it. I would like to have the Earth mode sideswipe, but I. I did eventually break down and order the uh, the Mirage pack because I like that Mirage and I desperately wanted one that wasn't made of clear plastic. Uh-huh. But I, this Sideswipe's not doing enough different on its own to, to justify this this two-pack. Like, I would kind of like to have that Sideswipe, but I, I don't think I can go in on this. Yeah, I've, I have to agree with Matt. The problem is I did place a through our uh, Amazon link. And it's just, I, I, I'm really on the fence. I'm really, I may keep it, I may not. I don't know. It's just, I do kind of want the size white because of Sunstreaker. And I like the Air Razor mold, mold enough to want to get it again. I kind of was hoping it would be a different character using that same kind of engineering, like, like Pterosaur. Oh. Uh, yeah, but it's like, the way these the way these exclusives are going, once they're gone, you don't know what your hoops you're going to have to. It, it, it's FOMO. I'm sure it's, I know it's FOMO, but with the Seeker two packs and the Ratchet and Paradron Medic and the Ironhide and the Prowl, if you don't get it oh, now. Oh, Ironhide and Prowl. Yeah. Ugh. So, so it's like you don't really want it. Well, you kind of want it. You kind of don't, but it's like, how much are you going to pay later if you decide you want it? And they've all ninja vanished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like luckily that seed sideswipe is close enough, and you know mine has a spoiler on it now. Where if I don't get this Earth mode sideswipe, I'll still be fine. Yeah, and the good thing, and the good thing, Matt, is you don't care about Skywarp and Grimlock, 
So there'll be tons of people that would probably be willing to buy those off of you. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'll have a problem getting rid of that Grimlock. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Matt here. Like, my Siege Sideswipe, I've got a spoiler kit for it. I have a Reaper label roof on it. Like, just those two things alone are enough to, like, you know, earthify it for me that, like, I don't really know that I need the other retooling that's been done. Um, the stock photos make it look like the red is brighter and more saturated yeah. than the Siege one, which I kind of like that. And of course, there's no battle damage on this one. No battle damage. That's a big selling point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's, there, there's pluses to this, but I don't know if it's enough. Like, probably in the long run, what's going to happen is I'm going to just, like, you know, back and forth on it and not actually do anything up until the point that it comes out. And then it's just like, oh, I guess I have this now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a very responsible uh hobby buyer that way oh yeah oh look it shipped <laughs> i guess i got <laughs> well and then like the other thing too i like that air razor mold and i think that skywarp deco on it actually looks nice it'd be funny if it was g1 skywarp deco on it uh but the the beast wars second skywarp deco looks nice on that um you know there's a little bit more pop and color variation than on air razor and it does have a new head so like that in itself is kind of appealing to me. Uh, definitely more than Grimlock is appealing in the other set because they totally bungled that one. Well, um, if you want, if you want the air razor and decide you don't need the side swipe, maybe we can work something out. Well, I, I noticed, <laughs> I noticed in our Discord, tfradio.net/discord, come chat with us. Uh, Blade Raider said he's buying an overpriced Maximal Skywarp with bonus-free side swipe. So, I mean, there might be something to be worked out there if he doesn't care about that side swipe. Hmm. Um, you know how to get in touch with me, Blade. <laughs> Basic, <laughs> basically, though, I got in on this pre-order at forty-four ninety-nine because I was there right when it went up. Um, and I'm iffy on it at that level. If I had gotten to it when it was fifty-two ninety-nine, like it is right now, I would not have even like considered it. That's too much for two deluxes when only one of them has any extensive remodeling done. You know, if if this is where we had gotten Pack Rat recolor, just a straight recolor of Rat Trap in with this set to make it the forty nine ninety nine or whatever, I would have I would have enjoyed that set because you would have got Pack Rat and would have filled out the price point a bit more. But this also means, I, and more than one, I'm, this is not me saying this. I've seen this on Twitter off and on throughout the day. Now that we're seeing this mold. As a Magna Boss character, that probably shoots down at possibly us getting an actual Magna Boss at some point. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, like, what the insiders have been saying all along, too, is there's not any plans for um, Leo Jr. or Santa, I think, was the Ironhide version of uh, the Ironhide version in the Japanese release. Um, there's not any plans to do either of those characters. This is a one off, basically, just like a single nod because they had a bird mold that they needed to reuse. Yeah, but I mean, a pack rat from Rat Trap would have filled out this set nicely. It would have made the price point a lot more palatable, and you would have gotten, a, a, for people who knew pack rat was, an important character from the Beast Wars as far as the fiction side. Although, Don, the other way to consider this is we are getting some form of Terror Soar, um, I think as one of the Golden Disc uh, series exclusives on Amazon later this year. So what they could do is take that and the Rat Trap mold and do a Selects 2-pack 
of Pack Rat and Fractal. And it would oh, be even I better. Loved, oh, gee. And th- this design team would, would be that much of a deep cut. Quite possibly. I mean, if they're dipping into shattered glass, like, you know, there's, there's not much reason to not do, like, an updated botcon set, basically. Now, all we need is an Inferno for them to do an Antagony off of, and then we'll be all set. Wow. Well, like, like, well, like I've been saying since Kingdom was announced, we're going to get Ant Inferno. He's just going to be called Scavenger, so they can keep that name, and also it still is in line with an Ant character, but he'll look just like Inferno. I think... I think if they did this like they're doing with Pterosaur and it goes out as a store exclusive, they're not going to care if there's a name overlap. Because we're getting, you know, Grimlock and Skywarp in these two packs. And we've got yeah. a Grimlock on store shelves at the same time that's a completely different character. Yeah, but I'm saying if they wanna if they wanna use that if they wanna use that character to keep the scavenger name trademark, since they haven't used scavenger since uh, the Constructicon sets. I would bet you that re-release of the Titan Devastator this year counts as re-upping all the Constructicon names. So I think, uh, I think yeah. it's covered. I mean, Hasbro lost the ability to use some names in the early 2000s because of disuse like that. So I think having gone through that once and struggled to get a lot of those names back to where they could use them, I think they're probably a lot more careful about that, and they're more observant of making sure that they re-up that stuff to whatever degree they need to to hold on to it. They're not going to let, you know, like classic character names like that uh, slip through their fingers again unless, you know, we get to a point where the Transformers brand, like, takes a huge dive, which, you know, it will happen someday, but for right now, it's enough of a thing that they're, you know, clawing onto everything they can and not letting go. But yeah, that that two-pack got revealed, and um, boy, our opinions mixed and also kind of iffy. It's the most on-the-fence release I've seen in quite a while. At least both toys turned out better than what's in the Mirage and Grimlock pack. That's true. Yeah. No, Don, don't give me that look. Like, that Grimlock just is a complete mistake. Oh yeah, I mean I mean yeah, cuz we we talked about that last week or week before. I mean, I totally agree it needs to be a lot more down a lot more dalmatian, a lot less whatever. But that Mirage mold, I do like that Mirage mold. So I'm basically I'm I'm getting I'm getting a $20 deluxe and a free Grimlock of sorts. No, no, you're getting a $55 Deluxe and a free Grimlock if you're going to buy it that way. Dynonomics are involved. (laughs) I did. So on the subject of that Mirage, though, uh, we were talking uh, when it came up in the first place that there weren't ports on the shoulders anymore for the rocket launcher. I saw on Twitter, I don't remember who it was because I think it was like 2 a.m., but somebody had designed and 3D printed uh, like clip-on adapters that fit on those transformation hinges. And they're, they fit a 5mm port on top of those adapters. So it looked like a really simple thing. It, it um, The picture I saw had it on in the vehicle mode, too. It looked like it could just move with that transformation joint. So you clip it on and it just stays there. So if it's simple enough that somebody's already come up with um, this design, like I have no doubt we'll see all manner of aftermarket add-ons that do basically the same thing to suit whatever style and, you know... Um, 
effort and price investment level you want to put into it. Like a non-F thing, I think, is probably a good bet. And all those um, eBay sellers out of China that have all the add-on parts for literally everything, like we'll see a bunch of that come out and that will sort out at least one big problem I have with that mold. I'll pay, you know, 6 or $10 to get that one thing fixed and not feel like, I need to take the Siege Mirage and the new Mirage and cobble them together to make new Mirage. Um, but nothing's going to help that Grimlock. <clears throat> so uh, Nightsword pointed out to make sure I would be aware of this. Um, on the subject of Sideswipe, we actually have information about that Retools Redeco uh, in the form of Red Alert. So, um, Red Alert is coming out as a Walgreens exclusive in the U.S. Uh, the information which came through JT Prime on TFW uh, has the release pointed at August of this year, but, like, the Walgreens exclusives never come out before October, so I wouldn't put too much into that. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. October, so, October into November is when we see those. So, Red Alert is coming to Walgreens this year as an exclusive under the code name Red White Emergency Lamborghini. So who knows? Maybe Subtle. they maybe they who lost guess. maybe they lost Red Alert. <laughs> <laughs> um solid cases of eight, which goes along with being an exclusive. Uh the way the the way the suggested retail prices are trending, I wouldn't be surprised if Walgreens uh initially puts us out at like twenty five dollars. Uh, hopefully not. Yeah. On the other hand, though, like my red alert also has a roof sticker on it, and I have a spoiler kit for it, so I don't know that I need this either. Although, so, uh, actually, actually, I do because Siege Red Alert has Cybertron printing on it, and I don't, I don't care for that. So I guess I will get that at least for sure. So, <sighs> what what makes my head hurt is <laughs> okay. Um. They obviously knew that they had this this mold, you know, ready to go. So why did we get two clampdowns at the same time off of the old mold? Uh-huh. Because <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, so um it was rumored at one point that at least one of the clampdowns would be off the retooled version of the mold. It just didn't end up yes, happening. You would you would expect that to happen. I I half wonder. So, like, um, T-Rex, the Kingdom T-Rex that's out now, obviously had the wrong head mold used. Um, it's got the the paint operation for the gridded teeth head. Just, it's, you know, lipstick now instead of silver teeth. Um, like, part of me does wonder if uh, one of the clampdowns was supposed to be or the deep Earth cover. body. Sorry, deep cover. Deep cover, yeah, we don't have a clampdown. I want a clampdown, but we don't have one. Um, pardon me wonders, though, if that was supposed to be the Earth body and the factory screwed up and used the wrong half of the tooling and we got, you know, siege parts instead. Hmm. I've made Matt's head hurt more. Hmm. Possibly, you know, elevated blood pressure with just unbridled rage at the thought of this. What if I guess red, would be what the if, selects? Uh, what if... What if red white emergency Lamborghini is actually clamped down and not red alert? Ooh. I was wondering. I mean, is clamped down white and red? I thought it was like uh, white and blue. A lot a lot of his uh robot parts are red. Okay. Okay, I I'm on board. Like I'm one hundred percent on board for, you know, adding a new character to the generations lineup rather than getting a, a duplicate ish red alert. I mean, I'm sure it will be red alert. But yeah, it would be nice. 
<laughs> yeah, I was really looking forward to having a year where I wouldn't have to go into uh, Walgreens at least every other day in the hopes of seeing one of something on the shelf since it's so hit or miss on them getting freight in. I mean, occasionally you can catch the stuff on the Walgreens website, but, you know, that also lasts for about 15 minutes. And unless you buy half a case of shampoo with it, you're paying shipping charges on top of it, so... I mean, for 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 some of you, the Walgreens thing isn't that big of a deal because you've got multiple within reasonable driving distance. I have one. I have one yeah. within thirty miles. Yeah, I have Wal- about ten. Yeah. <sighs> Wal- Walgreens is the non-Starbucks equivalent. Yeah, oddly, I, there's no Starbucks anywhere around here unless you count the one in the Target that's uh, forty-five minutes away from me. I'm in a Starbucks desert. Hmm. All right. Um. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh yeah. So, um, Geek Culture apparently got to do um a preview, Who? unboxing, and video coverage of Titan Class: The Ark. Who? Uh, uh. So, if I remember right, this is um a group in Singapore that also got the first reveals of G Two Megatron and Sandstorm. Uh, when, oh. When those okay. went up. So they have an article up with uh, several photos they've taken, and they have a video linked in there. Um, Overall, it looks pretty good in what's certainly the final production deco paintwork and everything. Um, I I do notice from these pictures that rather than the, like, bright saturated yellow or, like, semi-orange color that some of the stock photos made it look to be, this seems to be veering much, much more towards Sunstreaker's cheap American cheese. Um, <laughs> but, like, as opposed to Sunstreaker, who I expect to be bright, saturated yellow, I don't really mind that so much in the context of the arc. Like, yeah, it, it, it looks okay. It looks like a very simple transformation. Like, there's nothing that crazy going on with it, which mm-hmm. is kind of surprising for that size of a figure um i don't really know about that diecast because like think about scorponok that's not a complicated transformation omega supreme parts form so that you know removes some of the complication um even fortress maximus metroplex uh Triptychon, none of them have like really very difficult transformations um they they do compare this directly to unicron the experience of transforming it where uh you know unicron took them the better part of a whole day, and uh, the arc is a quick, like, 24, 30 steps or something. I forget exactly what they said, but definitely kind of a night and day experience there. Um, also, um, there's a photo in there of one of the guys from the website holding the robot mode mainframe Teletran in his hand, and, um, like, it looks like that's on the large side for a deluxe. So it's not going to be something like, you know, uh, where uh, Scorpinox's Zarok component was a little bit short compared to other contemporary deluxes, um, despite being, you know, pretty stocky with the Headmaster part. But this looks like it's going to be pretty big, and hopefully, uh, since it transforms with most of its height intact for Teletran 1, it will still be tall enough for at least, like, deluxes to use and look not ridiculous with it. Voyagers may be out of luck, though, unfortunately. Uh, there is a height comparison with Scorponok. Um, the Ark's robot mode looks to be a little bit shorter, 
And Scorponok looks a little bit bulkier too, but I think that's um, as much to do with just what Scorponok is supposed to look like uh, as much as it is uh, how the arc is designed and maybe a little bit more slight. Yeah, the arc, they gave him a skinny waist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely slims down in places. Um, but I imagine a lot of that is also just in service of being able to have like a decent looking robot that turns into a proper arc shape. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. I think the important thing to see with this too is that there's just there like in the ship mode there's not a lot of like big gaps or anything. The most prominent one seems to be on the navigation tower on top where the back side of it's completely hollow, but like that's an easy thing to get a parts filler kit for later on. Oh yeah, there's going to be some upgrade kits for this. Yeah, and... I, I have no doubt. Um oh, also I don't know if we knew this before, but the arc seems to have um light piped eyes. Um, it looks nice. like it's it looks like it's an amber color. Like if you remember Fall of Cybertron Starscream, uh, they had the the amber light piped eyes that glowed so brightly under even indirect room lighting. I think it's something like that, and so that's gonna be like a really really nice looking effect. It's one of my nice. favorite colors of light piping. I like blue light piped eyes too, but like it's so easy for the blue to get so dense that the light can't actually get through it in a larger piece, and then it's just kind of a shame. What I really, what I really wish they'd um, bring back is the um, the chrome plated eyes. Uh, that was a very uncommon thing. Uh, notably, it appeared in um, Car Robots uh, for Fire Convoy and Gigatron. I'm sure there was other applications of it too, but those are the ones that really stand out in my head. And it's a really neat effect when it's done decently, uh, especially on Gigatron where it was chrome red. Uh, Fire Convoy had gold chrome eyes, which still looked nice, but the chrome red eyes really popped on Gigatron. I'd really like to see that used again. But yeah, uh, this uh, initial coverage of the arc, I'm looking forward to this toy coming out. It looks it looks really nice, and um, I'm also looking forward to seeing what kind of add-on kits we get for it, because there's definitely room to expand on what this has done. Yeah. Uh, moving on. I want a mountain. I want a mountain oh, yeah. <laughs> that can just fit in is what I really want. Okay, so what if the San Diego Comic-Con set this year comes in a box shaped like the side of the mountain and you can just like jam the arc into it? Oh, I would totally go for that. <laughs> I half expect uh, like some third-party company to make a new head and hands to uh, make an animated Omega Supreme. Ooh. Yeah. I, no, no. We, or as close as we'll as close as we'll ever get. I mean, to an at the same Supreme. time, though, I feel like they can't do that because that might make Paladin slightly happy. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> That's why I said they can't do that. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to to build his hopes up to be crushed later. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Even Paladin deserves a little happiness. Says yeah. who? Hey. <laughs> Okay, so we, we've talked about official reveals that didn't get leaked. Now let's talk about a leak that happened. Uh, so we had our first look at Kingdom Road Rage today. Which, I mean, we looks, guessed would Looks happen. like tracks and red with a different head. Yes, yes it does. All those things are true. Uh, we had a listing from Target System within the last several weeks for Road Rage. So like we had confirmation that was coming. Um, it's supposed to be a Target exclusive. What I'm hearing is that it's not going to be a red card. 
thing like T-Rex is. So anybody but he's red. Would... She is red. She. Oh, she's red. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's still going to be a Target exclusive and therefore a nightmare to try and obtain. Yeah, but you don't need like an extra step in the middle of that process to be able to obtain it. So it's at least slightly better. Maybe. Marginally. I don't know. Maybe the red card thing will keep... Fractionally. Two... Maybe the red card thing would be better to keep, uh, you know, scalping down a little bit. Because, you know, if you need a red card for that, all those uh, all those botnets that are hammering Target's website for exclusives when they go up probably won't have access to that. Necessarily. But yeah, I mean, this it the um, we only see this in the robot mode, but like it looks good in the red. Um, the colors aren't exactly accurate if you're going by like what the masterpiece looked like, but that's that seems to be down to um how the mold is laid out. Yeah, so you, get you that. know those things happen, um, especially in this class. Well, yeah, there's only so many parts to work with, and you know they have to get mixed together on uh, X number of screws. screws yeah. That's one reason we get things with regrettable uses of clear plastic. Like, clear plastic has to have its own dedicated parts tree, and if they need to move some parts off of another tree onto one that has some space left, the clear parts tree is probably going to have some space left on it, unfortunately. Or they could just not, not make use clear, clear parts trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Isn't I digress. It Bandai years ago who could do like three different colors on one parts tree. Yes. Like they don't, yeah. I, w I wish Hasbro could get that. Cause that would help with these problems. It, I, I get the impression that that technology is kind of a, a trade secret to Bandai. I yes. don't, Bandai I don't think magic. they actually. Mm -hmm. And like, even if it's not a trade secret where nobody else knows how it works, Bandai may have that process patented. And, yeah. like, yes, maybe you could reverse engineer that to work, to have the same result, but work in a different way where Bandai can't, like, find out about it and say, you stole our process, but that's asking a lot, to be honest. Yeah, and get, and given that, you know, Hasbro seems to work at a whole bunch of factories and a whole bunch of different places, I'm, be I'm betting also that they're factories they don't necessarily own, so... Oh no, they you know, no. Um, so what we've we've heard over the years from various sources of you know varying credibility, um, mm -hmm. that Hasbro and Takara don't own any factories. It's all yeah, so... contracted and leased time on existing factories in whatever places that they're having stuff produced. Um, and from what I recall, it's mostly. Takara that has the factory contacts, so they're the ones that actually like arrange all of this to do Hasbro's bidding, basically. Seems yeah, like so uh, uh, Takara does a lot of the work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like what both sides contribute matters equally. I would say because, like, for a lot of it, I think it comes down to Hasbro does a lot of the. Um, what I will call cosmetic design of the toys. So the look and feel and the character that goes into them, I think a lot of that Hasbro's people are responsible for. And then all the like practical side of it, the things that actually make the toys work and the manufacturing, a lot of that comes down to Takara's side of it. Yep. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that Takara does that is really vital to these, but there's also a lot that Hasbro puts in that makes the toys what they are in their own way. I I um I've found in the last year or so with the live streams, which have a more uh relaxed and slightly off the cuff attitude for some of the time, that the Takara side of it is getting more of the due credit that it should. Um, but for a long time, like, that was something that was kind of just, uh, left on the side of things while, you know, Hasbro's people at the conventions or whatever were kind of playing up that, yeah, this is our thing, and, you know, this is all us. So I'm glad to see that that attitude has kind of shifted, and now it's, you know, more acknowledgement to, uh, what the folks in Japan are putting into it, too. That's one thing I hope continues, um, like, why I hope the uh, online stuff, the streams continue just because, like, there's definitely a different feel to the interactions and presentations with that than the in-person events, where if you're lucky, you can get, like, the Mark Webber experience every once in a while, where you just stand around and talk about mostly nothing, but also little bits and pieces of the toy design part of it and just have him completely off the rails. It was, that was brilliant. I loved that experience. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, the reps that are there through the PR people and the people back at the home office, you know, be very careful how and what you talk about. You know, they're a lot more, like, on a leash with how they interact with the fans. So the Mark Webber experience is rare, and mostly it's just, like, toe the company line. So, like, the streams don't seem to have that problem in the same way, and I would like that attitude and feeling to continue. Um, now, maybe for the reveal streams, where they're very obviously reading off scripts, uh, you know, practice a little more. I have no problem with reading off scripts. I do it all the time, but just, you know, learn to sound more natural is pretty much all I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you get to Mount St. Hillary? Practice, practice, practice. Okay. So anyway, yeah, Road it. Rage. Um, so it was right, point- Where's my loud pedal? <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's a third head. Because, like, you, you need the Diaclone-specific head for yeah. that. No, uh, Loud Pedal is definitely something I want to see come off of this. Like, it's a very good selects opportunity. Um, I mean, it it's... There's a masterpiece of it. I don't think it's something that they would pass up getting a third use of this mold out of. Um, you know, especially since next year's generation line is supposed to be just, like, a little bit of everything. There's, there would still definitely be room for that. It's a, a Decepticon, and they need more of those. Yes, always. And, like, it's it's another one of those deep-cut things, like, the Hasbro team likes at this point. Because, uh, you know, the origins of Loud Pedal are just kind of ridiculous. Because, if I remember right, there wasn't a Diaclone Black uh, Corvette. It was the European import of Diaclone, sold through, I think, a Finnish store. It's, like, the most obscure, rare thing... Takara knew about it, made a masterpiece based off of it, and gave it a name, and now we have Loud Pedal, and I want more of this. <laughs> yes. I want more Loud Pedal in my life. But not when I'm driving. Please drive safely around me, and in general. It needs more Loud Pedal. <laughs> That's supposed to be like, needs more Cowbell. Right, anyway, um... Shoot, I was in, I was about to start on something else that's not in the show notes, and I don't remember now because you said loud pedal. Damn it, Matt! What were we talking about before? 
Oh. I don't know. You you were closing your thoughts on Road Rage, and oh, I, I, know. I jumped in. So, um, in our Discord, uh, someone pointed out yesterday, I think, uh, GameStop's website updated their pre-orders for um, Tracks and Wingfinger and Scorponok, uh, indicating that they would be in stock on June 18th. So that might be something to keep an eye on uh, if you're anxious to get some Wave 3 toys in. Now, personally, I'm not intending to pay full deluxe price for Scorponok. I'll pick that up at some later point, maybe. I'm not, like, super thrilled with that. But uh, for Wingfinger and Tracks, yeah, I will definitely uh, definitely keep that in mind. Because June 18th is certainly better than the September that Amazon currently still says, and probably later other places. I know Pulse's dates have been trending later than a lot of the other retailers. Of course, Big Bad Toy Store got in um, a small quantity of Galvatron last week, uh, like three months ahead of their schedule, too, so there's no telling when some of this stuff could just start dropping out of nowhere. Rhinox was found in Arizona at a Target. Like, Wave 3 is, you know, at the tipping point right now, so it's just a matter of, like, who blinks first, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget, Chris. As far as that tracks mode, we they can always do a yellow tracks. I would also be about that. I I would hope they would you know build a character for it, by which I mean you know come up with a unique name, because we don't have like bios or anything printed on the packaging anymore. So there we don't get any characters anymore. We just get toys in colors. But yes, a yellow tracks. I I would be about that. Would that be an alternators reference? It would. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, Hasbro's first version of Tracks, I think, came out in yellow. Yeah, I think so. I believe they did subsequently release a blue Tracks, I think, when they switched to the, to the bubble top packaging. Yes. Yeah, um, the, uh, they were, Takara did their, their vinyl tech in blue because the metal in the figure would hold the it was something about they couldn't get the blue right on the U.S. version, but the Bottletech version came out properly, and then they went back and did it for the U.S. I believe that's what happened. I mean, parts of that sound familiar and correct. I don't. I just don't remember if that's the correct sequence of events or if any of the details are actually right. <laughs> no, no, there definitely was some kind of problem that happened in terms of getting the color to look right on the first pressing of tracks. Um, I just don't remember how that was resolved ultimately, and um, like I know we got both colors of tracks. It's just kind of like how and why that were the up in the air points. But yeah, like I also uh wanted like an alternators referencing smokescreen because the like even setting aside the the racing decals, like the base colors of alternator smokescreen differ enough from G1 smokescreen that it would be an interesting different take. Also not I an still need my blue blue streak. I was going to say, not an alternator's reference, but give me a damn blue blue streak already. But, I mean, I like that Earthrise Dotson mold so much. Like, just keep giving me recolors of that as more things. Like, I will happily continue buying that in more decos. And like Mirage, ditch the clear plastic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I have no particular love for the use of clear plastic on that. Uh, it's not as bad as, say, Studio Series Jazz. Uh, but it's not great. 
Like, I haven't heard of anybody's Earthrise Dotsons having their knees break yet. Yeah. Yet. Give it time. <laughs> no, I, I'd, I'd be on board for an all-opaque plastic Dotson also with, like, you know, silver-painted windows. Or black. Silver or black. Um, the thing I hate about painted windows is just when they get done in blue because it doesn't look natural. Because, you know, even when you got a real car out on a, you know, blue sky day, the windows still don't look blue. That's just, it's not how the reflections work, if there are reflections. So give me tinted windows or just give me silver. Like, one or the other is fine. Um, so our last item in the news this week, at least as far as the show notes goes, uh, is an interesting one. So there's Beast Wars Megatron and Optimus Primal soft vinyl figures from a Japanese company called QD1. These are very, very stylistic, let's say. Um, so these are coming in at about $50 each. I don't know how big they're supposed to be. Um, but they're just robot mode figurines. I don't think they're posable in any sense. Like I don't even think the arms move. Uh, they're kind of super deformed style, but also kind of like... I, like, the best way I can think to describe them is, like, if somebody designed a plush, but then made a vinyl figure and just, like, printed all the plush characteristics onto it. They're like little Big Planet figures. They have stitching uh-huh. and a zipper for a mouth, and it's, yeah. it's very, very strange. Like, this doesn't appeal to me, but I see what they were going for. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm mostly just amused that these exist, even if I'm like very disturbed by looking at them. <laughs> uh certainly I would not pay fifty dollars plus shipping from Japan to have one of these or either. I am curious how big they're supposed to be though. Like there's not really any information about that. I mean, probably not very big. Soft vinyl figures usually don't do more than, you know, four or five inches on average. Like, there are exceptions like Sentinel's um, gigantic action Scorponok and Black Zarok, which were vinyl figures and were, like, two feet tall. Brian would, of course, uh, chime in here if he was here this week because he has one of those figures from HLJ's clearance sale many years ago. I think they were clearance to such a point, then, that uh, the shipping on them actually was more than the price of the figure itself. Not surprising. Well, yeah, you gotta think, like, a two-foot-tall vinyl figure being shipped from Japan would cost quite a bit, just in, like, Mm -hmm. the quote-unquote dimensional weight alone. Yeah. Uh, These are supposed to come out um, June of next year, so, you know, if you're interested in these, it looks like you have plenty of time to find a pre-order somewhere. I guess this is related to uh, Prime One Studio, which, uh, you know, they're one of the outfits that makes all those statues that we don't understand who buys. Guess we can just throw this in as another thing we don't understand who buys it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, that uh, would seem to do it for the news this week. Um, so, Don, what did you get this week? Alrighty. Well, off topic, uh, I've got something I didn't even know existed. Uh, we all know that I'm kind of a fan of the uh, Fox Kids uh, Spider-Man series, and I did not know they did this, but it is a Diamond Select bust of the animated Spider-Man. 
How can you tell? Which uh, the way the spider the way the spider emblem is done, uh, that's a little different than normal. Plus, oh, yeah. plus the overall general the, the the line the line work the webbing on the outfit and the color palette is usually his blues are a lot darker in well in most cases. I'm I'm by no means a Spider Man expert, but I'm just saying it's it's more of the overall design motif. The eyes are slightly different because of the animated look, and he's like you know in motion with the uh, the flipping. But uh, again, this was the only one that I saw at Walmart. There's like four Deadpool's. Um, there's done in the same animated style. There's also apparently I did not know this. There's a line of X Men busts from the animated series. Uh, they had Unmasked Wolverine, which I didn't care anything for, but this was just, it was an impulse purchase, but it was the only one they had, and I really liked the way it turned out looking uh, as far as the animated series. Uh, on topic, I had uh, the $5 reward points at uh, GameStop for being a pro member was running out on the end of the month. So even though it's a little damaged, I picked up that uh, Perceptor, the Reaction Perceptor, because the damage really isn't over the, the, the character art. It's off to the side. So it's still, it still looks pretty good. I got it for like eight bucks, so that's about half price. So I mean, that was still look good on the wall. Eight bucks is about what I would pay for one of those too. Yeah, but the big thing I got this week is one of the reasons I was selling off things, and one of the reasons I sold off my botcon set to uh, Brian. Uh, the the rest of I've got other stuff incoming. It just didn't make it because of the holidays. But I now have the last fans toys Dinobot. Red Sla- Red Snarl. Hmm. Nice. So uh, I now have all three of their released G2 Dinobots. Uh, so if they do release the uh, Sludge and Swoop in those uh, color in the G2 uh, colors that were never produced, uh, I'll have a full set of uh, G2 Dinobots. Oh, okay. So, so it's, um, it's the last one because it finishes your set. I thought you uh, got yeah. that one and then went around and destroyed every other one in the world oh, so that you would no. have. The only one. No, no, that's that's something I might would do at some point. I'm considerably less impressed now, Don. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, but I mean, they did do like a metallic version and a black version that was a show exclusive or something, which I don't really care about. But uh, I'm just really glad because that's something that had always really been in the back of my head. It's like, I want the G2 Dinobots, but it's fans toys. (laughs) So it's like, it's not something I could just yeah, I want to get that one and that one and that one. And just, <laughs> I had to, uh, I had Dynamics on it, but I'm really happy to have all three of the uh, released G2 Dinobots at this point. Good. Anything else? No, it was a very light week. Like I said, everything else I bought from the sales of uh, that I was doing is still in limbo between here and China. Oh, don't you just hate when that happens? Yeah. I'm sure Diecast hates that too. So, uh, Rob, what did you get this week? Nothing. Oh, that's how anticlimactic. <laughs> uh, Matt. Uh, so I did get one thing. I found the uh, Netflix, the Decius drone, and immediately took all the battle damage paint off of him because it looked terrible. Okay. And and repainted it, and I have a quasi black Ironhide now. Um, nice. I'm not really happy with how this turned out because like you mentioned, Chris, it's the blue, the blue windshield, mm-hmm. but, but you gave me an idea and I think I may strip all that off and paint that silver. And then the, the outline around it black, mm-hmm. 
And I think that will help because um, it just feels like the black is too broken up on him. Yeah, I can see As that. As he is now. But um, uh, like his forearms here are not black plastic. They are heavily, heavily painted black. So uh, I could not remove the battle damage from them. So I just had to add another coat of black over top of it. Ah. Mm. But uh, his legs have been completely stripped off and I, I repainted, re-added the silver to his kneecaps there. Uh, his head was clean to begin with. That's good. But uh, yeah, um, it's such a, it's such a good toy. But yeah, I think I'll like it even better after I repaint that windshield. And luckily, this comes apart very easily for painting. Hmm. Just so, um, um, be careful trying to strip the paint from the clear plastic because that's apparently problematic and a recipe for disaster if not done very carefully. Indeed. So, like, the silver's not a problem because I just basically added a coat of silver over top of what was already there. I probably won't need to strip that. I just need to, to get some of this blue off. Yeah. Hmm. Or at least, at least rough it up with a little bit of, uh, like a sanding, uh, a sanding block or something. Oh yeah. So I can, uh, give it a surface to, to hold new paint over top of it. Mm-hmm. But that might be I a also, way to go. yeah, I also swapped out some parts on him because he had, uh, black hands and black tires originally. And I did want to break it up a little bit more. So um, my Siege Ironhide uh, was already kind of Frankenstein between that and the Earth, <laughs> and the Earthrise one because the the mismatched reds. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure anymore which which hands these originally or which toy these hands originally came on, but they're on my Black Ironhide now. Uh, it looks like <laughs> it looks like the um, Earthrise Ironhide's hands were originally pretty much black very very dark gray same as the tires so those might have been the uh, siege original parts yes but that's that's where his tires came from as well Mm -hmm. but yeah he's almost uh, like i'm not a customizer by any stretch of the imagination and this this blue paint is rough anyway because i'm not a customizer i don't have uh an uh an air gun like to spray so i i use brushes so yeah, I was kind of looking for a reason to to fix that blue paint anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, it I bothers s- me. I saw this wave of Netflix figures last week, including a DCS Army drone, and uh, boy, was I not impressed. Yes, but he's way better once you once you take some of that uh, battle damage off. Ah, but you know me, and you know that I'm not willing to put in that level of effort. Well, just for a slight comparison, here is the DCS drone, at least in vehicle mode. So you can see. Yes. See. Ha- yeah, yes. <laughs> there, there's the before and after on, on the leg section. Yeah. Yeah. Distinct improvement. Yes. But that is all I got this week. Uh, John DeLuna, are you with us? Uh, yeah, I um. The only thing I got real quick was the, <clears throat> and I haven't opened it yet, was the DK20 uh, kit for Devastator, oh. the Studio Series Devastator. <clears throat> and uh, yes, it is the um, the first run, which comes with two wrecking balls. That is what nice. they are. That is all they are. <clears throat> but uh, it, and it, it, that is a fact. It comes with two wrecking balls. Uh, and then it also comes with some uh, some extra kibble to just kind of beef up and fill out 
<clears throat> Studio Series Devastator. Um, I am kind of off my high of getting uh, 3D printed and third-party upgrade kits from probably like six months ago when I was uh, just buying everything in sight. Uh, I still really like them, but um, I'm picking my shots now, especially in light of like, you know, Hasbro doing stuff like Earth uh, Sideswipe, where approximately 10,000 spoilers have been sold on eBay for um, the uh, Cybertron Sideswipe, and those spoilers do not fit uh, this Earth Mode Sideswipe or anything else that they'll do with this uh, mold, which is hilarious and tragic at the same time. Anyway, um, so Transformers related, that's all I got was that upgrade kit. So I'll put it on sometime this week and give a mini report next week on it. I'm sure it'll be nice. Um, and then the one off topic thing I got was slightly off topic is the, is I got another toy fair catalog uh, to throw on the pile. And this one's pretty sweet. It's, it's a Mattel toy fair catalog, but it's 1985. So anything from 83 to 87, I would say is for any company, but especially Hasbro and Mattel. Um, is highly prized <clears throat> so i i got to check that one off my list and of course that's uh prime he-man years and um yeah so so i'm happy about that and really that's about it for this week quite an interesting flex too got another toy fair catalog to throw on the pile oh yeah well <laughs> yeah yeah and at some point at some point these will be digitized but yeah that one is um <laughs> like i said that that one's really nice and i know other people are doing archival projects and that's great because i think um i think the more scans and the more archives we can have of even the same documents is good because for all we know they're i mean god help us if there are variants of these catalogs that <laughs> <clears throat> we end up discovering just by looking at each other's scans but uh but yeah it's always good to like pick up like i said something anything from the mid 80s is really hard to find and then um i, I probably said it before if it's kenner Anything with Star Wars, a whiff of Star Wars in it, um, it goes for huge bucks still. So, so anyway, um, that's it for me this week. Well, I don't have anything worth talking about. So I guess we have to let Diecast talk about whatever thing he got. So I got something for my Unicron shelf, which I'm really excited for. And it's not, you know, as big as HasLab Unicron, but it is the little New Age <laughs> Galvatron. Oh, very nice. That is in the original the, Grand Galvatron. Yeah, that's in the Unicron, which is just it's it's so <laughs> awesome, and I'm so happy to be able to put this on a Unicron shelf whenever I set one up. Uh. I didn't know I was going to get this accessory. I saw it in some promotional images, but nothing really made sense if it was actually going to come with it or not. I don't know if it was a pre-order bonus or you had to get the metallic one to get it. I have no idea, but when I opened my box of Taobao, um, this was in a separate bag in the box, just a plastic baggie, and I was so excited. Uh, just because I didn't know that I was actually going to get this uh, Unicron shell. So it worked out. Uh, it was a nice, you know, surprise. 
Yeah, that sounds like a first-run bonus kind of thing, packed in the baggie like that. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, being that I ordered it from Taobao, I really couldn't tell yeah. if I was going to get it or not. Um, I also got, and I apologize because none of these are open, but I got the, uh, I got the fuzz, which is the X-Trans bots. Uh, Streetwise. Streetwise, yeah. Oh. So, I got that. Box feels pretty heavy for MMC style. It's full of cocaine. I got this, which Don and I were talking about last week. Uh, Oh, I forget its name. Um, Who makes it? Yeah, MMC. Yeah, so it's the, Mastermind uh... Star Convoy. We're just trying to figure out what the code name is. Dalaris Promenon, maybe. Prominion. Yeah, Prominion something. Uh, the only thing is, and Don was mentioning this, um, that the legs like slide up and down really easy. So it's 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 really easy to set him down and his leg just collapse on you. That's, yeah, hmm. that's not good. No, yeah, but the thing that reminded me of was titanium sound wave when I saw uh, that mentioned a lot. Hmm. That's um, kind of surprising for Mastermind. Their quality is yeah. usually pretty good. Probably yeah. their next thing will have, you know, fixed parts for that. It needs it, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks great, but it's like I don't need a new Star Convoy that bad with the Red Snarl here. Like, Star Convoy? Dinobot. Uh, that's which one I picked. So now, the the vitally important question, Diecast, uh, how breakable is that gold star in the chest? It is not. It is oh. not breakable because it is part of the chest. Ah. Uh, it doesn't open or anything. Um. No, it's actually a separate piece, which I guess is how they painted it gold, but it is stuck on the chest where it's not gonna not gonna move. So that is, don't try too hard. That is the standard now by which we measure star convoys. How breakable is that gold star? Yeah, and I don't have a star convoy and, and this just kinda I just liked the aesthetic of it. Um, so that's why I decided to to get it. Did you never get a select star convoy? I never did. Huh. Yeah. Are you sure he's just not on the bottom of that pile somewhere? Right? Yeah, yeah. I know I didn't pick him up because I usually buy everything, and that was the one that was like, I don't really need it. Did you get a Super Megatron? Yes. Well, that was a, that was a good decision, at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 uh, if you buy from Talbot, your stuff gets opened. Uh, I think it as it goes through customs, maybe. Um, but I also got the Magic Square Motormaster with the trailer. Oh, God. I saw the pictures that was posted where he doesn't have to be box legs with cars stuck on back. You can actually have the cars on front like Minasaur is supposed to have. And it's like, oh, that made it so much more tempting. And I, I like what they did. I mean, I know why they did it because, you know, legend scale or whatever you want to call it. but. Um, they got two figures in a pack. Motormaster was by himself, and then you got another two figures in a pack. So it's not like I have to buy five. I'm actually only buying three. Uh, it just seems seems so much better compared to like when we buy masterpiece bots and we have to buy 
five individual and then another set just to combine them all or another trailer. Yeah. The, yeah, the X trans bots, uh, yeah. issue. Yeah. Cause Matt, that was a set that you just gave up on, right? That you just, oh, yeah. it, it oh. makes me love. Luckily the individual miners. robots look good. So, <laughs> well, Matt, I did see a pretty good price on the trailer for like one seventy three. Is that, no, that's so, not a pretty good price, Don. <laughs> well, well, I mean, c- compared to the two twenty, I mean, compared to the two twenty, anyway. What I'm expecting, I saw, I saw it as well. What I'm expecting with this is that once Matt can finally go to a TF con again, he's just going to impulse purchase a trailer in the dealer room. Probably. Um, no, but if they ever release the G two Menace or the G two Motormaster colored one, that I will buy. To finish that team, but I'm still not buying the trailers. They can go to hell. <laughs> yeah, and well, now one thing, one thing, uh, Doc asked. They're also doing constructor cons. Um, I like the way they look, but I'm not going to buy them. Are you getting the constructor cons though? I wasn't gonna just because I really, I don't know. I didn't think I needed a uh, devastator Legend. in that size, but. I could be wrong. Is that the ones where the? I think you are wrong. Is that the ones with the stock photos that came out a few days ago and they have the trumpets? Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, my prediction is when Diecast gets to go to a TFCon, he will impulse buy the Constructicon. Yeah. Well, it's it's not hard to predict that Diecast will impulse buy something. I mean, I'll be honest. If I will probably hold out. See, I'm still waiting for Toy World to release that clear orange set that's been on or I've had on order at Big Bad for almost a year now. Uh again, I'm still holding a hope on that one. But I, I would I will probably wait and get the orange set if they do it in the Magic Square set. And then Don, I'm trying I'm trying to unwrap this real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I want the full effect. Okay, so we haven't gotten to the really good thing yet. Oh so, but, quote unquote I will raise your Dinobot with a bigger Dinobot. <laughs> it's Giga Power. That doesn't count. It does. <laughs> they they are nice nice Dinobots. They are. It's just they're just. Don't you already have the fans' toys ones? Like all of them. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I. That then now these are getting really released. I was like, well, I was already in on the fans toys first before these came out, and I couldn't do both. Um, is the, is the Giga Power one of the ones that combines? No, no. no the Giga Power okay. is actually even bigger than the fans, fans toys. Because like, like, hang on, this is him. Hang on a second. Let me get a. Let me get the figure. Or a banana. Universal unit of measurement. The banana. So, uh, for those not watching the video, Don's holding up the DCS Army drone, which is a Sea uh, Iron Hide recolor next to his Red Snarl, and Red Snarl's about twice as tall, and like four times as chunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Descriptive audio service here for our, like, you know, majority audience. So, Giga Power's even bigger. So, yeah. I already have the Grimlock, because the Grimlock came out last, and I was like, yeah, I love Grimlock, so I gotta get that so I'm like now now that they're reissuing the other ones, I might as well get the other, you know, three. Well, you know, I guess, I guess, I'm willing to I'm willing to I call it a tie. 
I'll, I'll, I'm willing to call it a tie. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 was my uh, big backs of Taobao this week. I guess it wouldn't have been so big if not for that big dinosaur. Yes, yeah, that's that's true. Because <laughs> it wasn't like a lot of things. It's just that last no. one was pretty big. Yeah. Oh, yep. Blade Raider said you should have used the bot bot banana for scale. There's a bot bot banana. Evidently, I don't remember offhand. I mean, you can get one of yeah, those. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's it slipped his mind. Uh, you could get one of those uh Fortnite banana figures and use that as a substitute. I do have the Fortnite banana that that has the stage with the rotating guns and stuff. Oh yeah, I've seen that a couple times, like on Amazon, pretty cheap. If it was um built for six inch scale, I would totally have gotten one, but I don't have enough I stuff. I thought in... it was. Yeah, no, it's, it's the four inch scale, it. and I don't have enough yeah. stuff in four inch scale to make that be useful. Well, I can use GI Joes, I guess. Yeah, you have GI Joes. I don't. I'm not. I don't go in for that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, guess I could put like you know Legend Starscream in there or something, but that, <laughs> that's just starting to get a little weird. <laughs> I mean, I guess you know we started out weird having bananas in a in a library with a secret exit. There is a banana, but Blade Raider put a photo of it. I I I've never seen that bot bot. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Yeah, huh. and he's not he's not in pajamas either. Did yeah, I we keep... get a basketball and I like didn't even realize it because that's why I keep asking for from No, there's no basketball yet that I know of. <laughs> well, Kilby would have let us know by now. Yeah, exactly. If that's ever gonna die, like they need to do a basketball before it dies. Um Yeah, I mean they should, but at least you know, we're getting a basketball accessory with the Super Seven Optimus Prime, I think. Yeah, but it's not a bot bots basketball. It's so it not, count. but at least like it finally satisfies that whole uh you know basketball hand accessory thing that Kilby's been on about since literally two thousand one when the Mega SCF concept art was posted. Or or that could just be the one line that Hasbro won't cross ever. Like I'll get my C cons and Don'll get his headmaster R or his headmaster RC and masterpiece and Diecast will get his Unicron and Kilby will get his big daddies, but we cannot have a basketball. No, no. The, the line, something... the line in the sand, Matt, are the Transformers Weeble Wobbles. That's the yeah, line in the sand. Yeah, that too. It's I mean, something I... I talked to Hasbro about whenever <laughs> BotBots was like first at Toy Fair, or it might have been. I know they at least had the rubber ducky, and I was like, "So we're getting like BotBots now that kind of fit in with you know the G1 lore, or you know." Uh, can be companion pieces for Transformers. I was like, can we get a bot a basketball for Optimus Prime? Because that, <laughs> you know, that's a no-brainer. And they were like, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then nothing. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. But that was like three, four years ago, it feels like. So <laughs> um I think it was year before last. Because the rubber ducky the rubber ducky was the same year that Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron came out. And I think that was was that 2019 or 2018? I think it was 2018. Damn, I'm old. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we. Uh, I mean, God, they should have took my idea and ran with it. 
Well, I'm still waiting for Submarine Megatron to happen, and, you know, John Warden's off Transformers now, so that probably puts a nail in, the, in that thing's coffin. Yeah. Yeah, Submarine Megatron was a good one, too. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Oh, Blade Raider said it was 2019, so hooray, I was right. So that would have been the... Uh, oh, no, you got to go to Toy Fair in 2020 because things weren't on fire entirely yet. Mm. Yeah, I missed this year. Yeah. Well, everybody did. They didn't have a everybody Toy Fair this did. year. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just... It's hard to keep track in my mind of... It feels like... It feels like I've been out of touch for so long. You have, Diecast. You've been out of touch since I've known you. <laughs> also, you know, the last 18 months, time has had of virtually no meaning. Mm-hmm. So, Don, are you going to get that alien attack figure? Which alien attack figure? The, I put it in the show notes. As, Don uh, doesn't look at the show notes. He tries to keep his number of tabs down. Don's new uh, I I know. Let me see. No, I am oh, I don't not. Like, I don't and like where this is going. Either. I I'm not gonna buy it. I don't I'm not gonna tell nobody their business, but it does skirt the sexy windblade issue. Yeah, I didn't even put uh, that I, new windblade. I think it beats it beats the oh, windblade no. over the head with a baseball bat. I didn't even put that new windblade statue in the show notes. Let's just get rid of that. <laughs> well, we don't we don't need Kilby to come along later and look at the show notes and thinks, you know, he maybe needs to keep that in there because we actually talked about it cuz I'm declaring that we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was shocked by this. I mean, and the and the fact that it comes with an extra um full-figured girl, I would say. So anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> great. No, see, I didn't want to talk about that Windblade statue for basically the same reason. So we're not going any farther with this. We're going to talk about BotBots now. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> BotBots are much more interesting, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really hope sometime soon we see, like, you know, toy pictures of those BotBot vehicles we had the the advertising art for a few weeks ago. Yes. Cause, like, I'm, I'm so interested in them. I hope we can get them maybe in a store or you know like they need to do an event to be like these are now available on uh amazon yeah just because i need to know when to go purchase these okay don's dying of some joke that only he knows right now so i think we need to let him release that shattered glass bot bots is that the entirety of the joke don because um i'm sorry it's just it's it's such an insane concept of bot bots and then do shattered glass just for the sheer absurdity of it. I guess he had to be there. Meanwhile, on our Discord, uh, Blade Raider is posting pictures of the bot bots rubber ducky, and I'm all about this kind of content. If you like this kind of content and you'd like to uh, watch along with other uh, members of our Discord audience and interact with us on the show, go to tfradio.net slash Discord to join our Discord server. You don't even have to install any software. It will run right in your browser. And actually, I learned just the other day that the, um, at least the Windows Discord client is just a copy of Chrome designed huh. to only load Discord. Hmm. So, yeah, it, it, 
the whole thing is just browser based. It's just they let you download a dedicated browser that does nothing but go to Discord, uh, which is kind of like how uh, TweakDeck as a desktop application worked in its final iterations, where it was just a really, really badly designed browser application that only loaded the one page. Mm. Blade Raider is now posting pictures of uh, Transformers turned into toilets, and I'm less about this content. Poor Short Round. Man, we got a Transformer once called Short Round. How the heck did that happen? At least yeah. he's not as divisive as the original Short Round. I suppose. Also, now we have a Sharktacon with a hat, and I, I approve. So yes, I think at this point we've uh, pretty much exhausted the news and what we've got and everything worth talking about. So I will uh, just throw again to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash tfradio, if you'd like to help support the show and get access to some exclusive content, tfradio.net slash Amazon, to support us passively while you buy things you would buy anyway. And Prime Day is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, so when you're buying special things that are on sale to you know some negligible degree, Think of us then, too, and use our affiliate link to help keep us going and pay nothing extra. And at some point, John will have some more new designs that he has um, in the works for the t-shirt store. And apparently there will be some sales this month, too, so keep an eye out for that. tfradio.net slash shirt. Uh, Brian Kilby, of course, is not here. Otherwise, I wouldn't be hosting the show, and we'd all probably be having a better time. Actually, no. If Kilby was here this week, we would still be in the middle of what he got because Kilby gets bigger piles week to week now than Diecast does. Imagine what he's going to have waiting when he gets back from vacation. I know. I was oh, just well. I was just thinking about that. Like he's probably not buying a bunch of stuff right now while he's on vacation because they're apparently staying in some tiny house and there wouldn't be room for him to have it anyway. But um, yeah, there's no telling what's piling up at his door even as we speak that he purchased in the meantime. I guess he could be online shopping and just, you know... Oh, yes, he can still be buying. He he just has to wait to get home to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like, in this case, he wouldn't be going to uh, McKay's or whatever and getting cartfuls of random crap because there's nowhere to go with it right now. Although, I think he's in South Carolina and there was that comic book store he was telling us about last year. <sighs> so, I wouldn't be surprised if he made a side trip to that. and Maybe we'll have some results from that next week. So, basically... Uh, you know, on next week's show, get comfortable because Brian's probably going to have a lot of what he got. And even if he hadn't been planning on it, you just put the idea in his head. So it will probably happen now. I mean, assuming he's even trying to listen to the show. I mean, he probably will eventually. I was going to say, there's no guarantee that he'll even listen to it when he like goes to post the podcast version. We'll just tell him we, we were talking about him, and of course he'll listen to it. That's how I, it works. I could just email him after and say, Diecast swore at one point, but I don't remember exactly where. Then he'll have to listen to the whole show to find where that happened. And like he'll probably be pissed at the end of that that Diecast didn't swear, and he had to listen to the whole show. But then he'll hear this part, and wait, this seems self-defeating. Do you want me to <laughs> swear? Just No! <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it, Diecast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time to thank our patrons at the touched level. Uh, every week we uh, specially acknowledge our patrons who are at the touched tier with a special shout out. Of course, we love and are thankful for all of our patrons at any tier. You literally keep us going. You keep making this possible. 
Uh, so, if you would like a shout-out on the show, uh, please consider, if you can responsibly do so, joining us at the Touch tier, which I think is... Um, actually, I have no idea off the top of my head what it is, and I don't want to misrepresent it, so I'm not going to say what I think it costs, but I'm sure it's worth it no matter what it is, because not only do you get exclusive podcast content for being a patron, if you're a Touch patron, you can be on a podcast. And honestly, that's priceless, that experience. So I'd like to thank our Touch patrons, Kevin Dorsey, Ryan Bona, Cheesy Patty, Emmett Strasovich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Jonathan James, Nathan Sampy, Ness, Joey Russell, Jason Hiley, Mike Mallory, Jason W. Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lutia, Sean Bratton, Spider-Bob, Mighty Orbots, Nataku117, and Black and White, now in color. Thank you all for being our Touch patrons and uh, helping to keep the show going. Thank you to all of our patrons for helping to keep us a show going out on the internet, at least on weeks when we don't have to rely on Diecast to record our audio. Pray for history on the fives this week, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Brian Kilby can be found on Twitter at bkilby or briankilby.com, where he has his menagerie of horrors. Uh, John DeLuna, how do people find you? Uh, that's easy. They can find me anywhere using the handle that John D. Including what? Twitch, which I continue to work on. And um, I don't know, guys, depending on if my children behave. <laughs> that's not fair. Yeah, I guess it's fair. I'll blame my kids. Um, <laughs> uh, depending on their behavior next week, I may or may not flip on the webcam as a test. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, you can see my not so pretty face. Um, and that'll be our dry run for, for the old Twitcheroo. So if, if that works out, how long until you switch over to like hot tub webcam? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, somebody knows Twitch trends in, in this room. <laughs> somebody I'm, knows how to get 20,000 people to watch. I'm not proud. Uh, <laughs> well, you're not alone either. <laughs> There's like, like 600,000 people watching a hot tub stream right now. Oh, no, uh, I don't somewhere. watch. I just know about it, and I'm not proud of knowing about it. They're unavoidable. <laughs> unavoidable. Yeah, it, it's like rain. You can't avoid it. Just, it's just nature. The, um, the only thing I regularly watch on Twitch is the, like, five-follower channel of the editor, one of the editors of a YouTube channel I watch. Okay, sure. So. <laughs> yeah, and, no, sure. And he does not edit from a hot tub. <laughs> or just, like, uh, have, like, a, a wheel of, like, options. Is like, what am I going to do next, guys? And, you know, there's 50,000 people watching. I'm going to spin my wheel. Anyway. Uh, no, XV, that's not going to happen <laughs> uh, in the near future. I feel pretty confident in that. Is that just because um, you have no hot tub? <laughs> yeah, first I got to procure the hot tub <laughs> and dump the kid. And uh, yes, and figure out a story for my wife. Um, so a lot of things have to fall into place. Anyway, uh, it's going to be much easier for me to uh, actually hop on and uh, knock around in Street Fighter or graphic design or something. But uh, But yeah, that's coming. And like I said, next week, um, if my children are uh, compliant, uh, I will uh, I will be on camera during this show. So you yeah. you stream doing graphic design stuff. That's one of the things that I'll stream. Like, there's no you know I don't think there's anything wrong with just flipping on the camera and sharing my screen as I piddle in the garden. You know. Yeah. So, no. I mean, a not? lot of artists do exactly that. I, they probably describe it a little bit differently, but yeah, they do exactly <laughs> that. No, I just 
I hadn't considered toil in the garden. I hadn't considered you streaming your uh, graphic design work. I just figured, you know, Street Fighter because you're our Street Fighter friend, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another uh, thing. Just real quick, if you don't know, um, and if you have a PS4, uh, Virtua Fighter Five was re-released. It is free if you have uh, a, a PS Plus account. <clears throat> so uh, for uh, for zero dollars, I can't recommend a game enough. So, uh, so give it a try, and it's a 3D fighting game, which I'm semi-allergic to, but I know uh, Brian Kilby loves them. So when he gets back from vacation, uh, I'm sure he's going to mash that download button. My favorite 3D fighting game is Beast Wars Transmetals on the Sony PlayStation. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> it's very on brand, actually. Very on brand. Yes. Uh, Rob Clay. Uh, yeah. Um, I can be found on Twitter at figure reviewers and Rob flails. Rob flails is the, uh, Twitter account for flail throughs, which is my YouTube channel where I cover Gundam battle operation two still mostly, um, just had a big space event this last week, which I struggled my way through and got the fancy new Gelgoog, which is really nice. And, uh, if you like what I'm doing there, patreon.com slash flail throughs, you can throw money at me and I will produce rounds in return. And uh, if you'd rather just throw things at me, um, you, there's uh, tfradio.net slash claylist. I just wanted to mention, you said earlier, if you uh, wanted to support us passively, you could uh, use the tfradio.net slash Amazon link. If you want to support us passive aggressively, there are <laughs> gag gifts on uh, Don's uh, Amazon wish list over at tfradio.net slash attack. That's tfradio.net slash Massey Attack, which I'm reiterating because you kind of clipped out on my side, so just in case that Oops. how it went on the stream. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we would have got around to that anyway, but I'm glad you decided to point that out. That that was a it was a very it was a very good transition off of the passive support, because I like the passive aggressive support as a concept. Yeah, I, I figured that would be a good way to go with it. Uh, so, Don, if in addition to passive-aggressively supporting you, people want to passive-aggressively follow you, where would they go about doing that? Uh, I can be reached on Twitter, at HMRC, the number 4 EVR. Uh, in addition to the Massey Attack list, there will be a wedding list going up on Amazon uh, sooner or later. Uh, small things we'll need for the wedding. Because for those of you who may not know, I am now engaged. And I will be getting married in October of 2022 when the world is hopefully slightly less on fire. So um, there's that. So, uh, yeah, that's where I can be found mostly on Twitter. But you can also check the uh, Massey attack list and the upcoming wedding list as well. Uh, Diecast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Diecast2. You can like my Facebook page at Reviews by Diecast. And you can also see uh, all my reviews on tfradio.net slash reviews. Cool. Uh, Rob Springer, of course, is not with us week to week, but Rob's always in our hearts. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at RoboRobSpringer. Uh, and you can find all of the many and varied things he does, including a podcast at zonebase.org. Like, literally, you just will have no idea one week to the next or one day to the next what he's going to post on there. And it's it's a wild ride. But in the best possible way. Like, it's never boring, is the thing. Like, there's always going to be something different and interesting on there. Especially when it gets around Halloween time. Rob loves him some Halloween. 
Uh, I can be found on Twitter, personally, at ChrisRTXV. Um, I've recently been able to start watching Babylon 5 again, so every once in a while there's some tweets related to that, and since it's been, like, a year and a half since the last time I watched it, like, I won't, I won't say, like, all things old are new to me again, but, like, a lot of the experience feels pretty fresh, and it's kind of fun to share some of the more amusing insights that you get from that. Um, for my toy photography work, of course, uh, a lot of that is collected at playwithphotography.com. There's galleries and articles and such like that there. Um, on social media, I'm on Instagram. Not that I get a lot of engagement there. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I just can't... Like, I post the same stuff to Twitter and Instagram and get a lot of traction on Twitter, but basically nothing on Instagram. And I don't really understand Instagram that much, so I'm not, like bothered by that per se. I'm not insulted that I don't have a following on Instagram. It's just confusing how it's worked out. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, which I won't complain about, that's at Play With Photography. On Twitter, it's at Play With Photos. Either way, though, you'll get a random smattering of photos just, like, whenever the mood strikes me or, like, I have something kind of cool to share. Um, like, among some of the things I've put up recently um, is the BotCon 2013 Obsidian and Stryka Beautiful Toys. Um, I had that, um, Unite Warriors EX Grand Scourge on my social media recently, too. That was really nice. Uh, what else do I have back here that I've thrown up there recently? Like, just, oh, the, um, the, this started out as a Hascon exclusive, right? The Headmaster RC? Yeah. So I have, I've got a picture of that up there, too, which, like, that was, that's an interesting thing to me, just because it's so, like, you know, off the beaten track for female body transformers in general. Um, even though they use that base mold for that and Nautica, but you know, it's no, um, it's no power of the primes moon racer, for instance. Um, so just, you know, random things like that will go up there. And if you're into that kind of thing, hopefully I'm an interesting follow. So, uh, please come check me out. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, of course, you know, hang out with us on discord, tfradio.net slash discord. Uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I don't, no offhand, but just, you know, we've got links to our social media at different places, and on weeks when Brian is here, he'll tell you what it is anyway, so, you know, listen to the last week, listen to the next week, you'll, you'll find it somewhere. Just, if we're on the internet someplace that, you know, we can talk to people, we're probably there. Uh, if there's a podcast platform, we're probably on that too, so, you know, just search for us, you'll find us. And if you are getting us on one of those uh, various podcast platforms, leave us a review. It's important to Brian, for some reason. So I thought I'd mention it. Anyway, that'll do it for us this week. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Thanks, all of you, for watching. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at tfradio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you.
geez, when are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements?